to another episode of the Book Fix Podcast, a podcast where we fix lives one book at a time. I'm your host, Yahida. And I'm your host, Chelly. Oh my gosh, dude. Mm. I don't know if you've heard. What? Romance apparently is fake. What? <laughs> After all, you know, all we've done is romance, right? Well, for the most part. I know now we have to now we have to denounce our entire podcast because apparently we've been following lies. What? Why would you say that though? What do you mean? (laughs) Well, okay. I don't know if you follow our girl Amivi on Twitter. I freaking love her. (laughs) Oh, and TikTok. She's mostly on TikTok. She is the best book talker, book Twitter, like book influencer that Mm -hmm. I've seen out there because my God, she keeps me kept up. (laughs) She has like this notes that she's been updating since the beginning of the year. She's become the girl with the list. You know, the girl with the list, the original one with the long ass list of reasons of why she doesn't want to have babies. Well, Amivi is now the girl with the list, but it's all the drama of book talk in the beginning of the year, starting with the beginning of the year. And dude, it's so funny because I look at them and they feel so unreal. And we're going to specifically, if you're looking at the list too, be -hmm. talking about number 24. What is it? A male writer. A male writer saying romance books give unrealistic expectations for relationships. A man said that? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Um, You know why this is so funny? Why? It's funny because I think about how um, when, well, it's like a, I guess, I don't know how to say this, like a stereotype, I guess. Mm -hmm. When there's male authors writing women, they always make them like fucking. (laughs) It's like the whole nipples pinch thing all over again. (laughs) Yeah, but it's actually a man who's writing it. Exactly. You know what's funny? I don't know if you ever have these moments where you're reading a book and it doesn't have to necessarily be romance. It can be any genre. But then you go through and you're like, I know for a fact that a man wrote this. And then you look at the name, you look them up and you're like, yep, I knew it. I knew a man wrote this. Fucking Ted. Freaking tits are always going against gravity somehow. Like, what the hell? It's it's funny because when men are writing romance, it's Mm -hmm. like always said that they write it like too weird like it doesn't make any sense Mm -hmm. and um i think about how in romance written by women and this isn't all romance but it's always just men doing the bare minimum literally (laughs) being just fucking nice it's just being nice for the most part unless it's dark romance but even dark romance sometimes it's just like you actually listen to her you're just kind of a baddie a little bit but you know what i mean like it's treating her like a human being so the fact that this guy's like, Mm-mm, that shit unattainable. You want me to listen to her all the time? You want me to oh. just get her flowers for no reason? Oh, hell no. Flowers are expensive. I think I don't I didn't actually see what he said, but maybe his thought process was the importance of a meat cute. Like maybe that's what he meant. Because mm. I think that a meat cute is kind of like important in romance. I think so anyway. I feel like most people most of these books that we've talked about have had like interesting meet cutes. Yeah, I would agree. But it's just I feel like maybe he may have been taken out of context or have would have said something and it's like, oh shit. Well that's not what I meant. But also I don't, I don't trust so. him. That's you know what a I mean? lot of you're 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 having a lot of faith for this man. I have no faith for this man. I know. I was just trying to I don't even know who it is. <laughs> I saw, I did see a video of him trying to backtrack, not backtrack, but kind of like saying, oh, well, you know, I do enjoy romance. I'm just saying like, you know, don't put such importance on the, like, you know, these moments that aren't really realistic. And it's like, okay, then I'll just stay single if it's not realistic then. It's fine by me. I don't care. It's like, no, guys, you don't get it. We need more nipple pinches. That'll make it realistic. I don't like, even, oh I literally don't get even this know man the, an award. I kind of wish that we knew what type of romance he was talking about. Like, is he talking about Pride and Prejudice? Is he talking about the Unhoneymooners? Is he talking about what? What is that one called? Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, what kind of romance are you talking about here? Because you know, it's a lot of yeah, variations. Yeah, but you know what? I know our girl Amivi. If anything ever happens, she'll update us. <laughs> she would she would she's she's really doing the lord's work here but um you know not to be too off topic 
But Mm -hmm. on TikTok, if you follow us on The Book Fix, T-H-E-B-O-O-K-F-I-X, Yahaira has been talking about this particular book that <laughs> I've she... only talked about it like five times. That's not weird it's or a anything. Whole TikTok. <laughs> I feel like I've said this so many times, but this is that type of book where I had no expectations for it, and you actually yes. were the one who picked this out for me. Do you remember we went I... to Walmart, we were shopping, yes. and I saw it, and you were like, "Oh, I think that's a sapphic romance." It wasn't. It's okay though. It it wasn't. But, you know, Yahira wasn't disappointed because she's I was over a, here. I was at the beginning. <laughs> I was like, this isn't savvy. Wait, where are the women in this? I know. Why is there but, a man? I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I know that you really like this book. I, I'm not going to. You don't have to hide it. It's fine. No, dude, I, I know do. you really like this book. I do. And I love that for you because I've been waiting to talk about this because I just want to hear you talk about it. <laughs> I think this is really going to be a Yahira centric episode. <laughs> Aww. Wow. Finally, I'm having my moment. No, but it's Dude, funny. You because... always have your moment. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. I love you. Um, I was really nervous because even when I first read this book, like the very, very first time I read it and I was super into it, I kept thinking to myself, I just feel like Chelly isn't going to like this because you know how when I read these these hollow vows, I immediately recommended it to you. Yes. And this was after that. So I was like, yeah, I don't, I'm not going <laughs> to, this is going to stay in the archives. I'm not going to show her this one. Can I say, I know that you give fives to books, but something about you getting excited for a book makes me excited. Because really? if you're just like, oh my Aww. God, I just, I like feel like I get giddy. Aww. So like the fact that you felt that for this book and dude, those TikToks that you made about this book, I feel like I was spoiled for a bit because I would yeah. keep rewatching your TikToks because they're so cute, dude. Aww, I love wait. that you're excited for this. Thank you. I love Don't make you. it weird though. No, no, no. Never. Don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I take it back. <laughs> I love you, but do I though? Hmm. <laughs> to the next time. <laughs> <laughs> Where I confirm or but- deny. <laughs> but today we are going to be talking about King of Battle and Blood by Scarlet St. Clair. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start this off by giving a summary. The summary is going to mm-hmm. be a bit longer than usual just because I want to get at least the bulk out of the way, like the important parts of the story, I guess. Um, but if you are into like arranged marriages, vampires, what else? What else? What else? Um, hate sex. Um, then definitely go read this. But here <laughs> is the summary, okay? So okay. Adrian Alexander Vasiliev is the leader mm-hmm. of Rebecca, which is the vampire kingdom, and he's attempting to claim all nine kingdoms of Cordova. But before he can claim Laura, the king of Laura, Henry, offers him to have a meeting where they can come to an agreement so the people of Laura won't also come to him. But at the meeting, Adrian sees Henry's daughter, Isolde, not the first time, but, you know, the second time. Anyway, and he decides, I'll let your kingdom live if I can marry your daughter. King Henry is ready to deny him to do anything to get his daughter away from him. But Isolde would do anything for her people. And she decides to just marry Adrian for everyone else's sake. But everyone in her kingdom keeps hinting at her. Hey, maybe you should, I don't know, off him, you know, because you're going to be so (laughs) close to him. And it isn't that she doesn't try, but she's also unexpectedly drawn to the vampire. And yeah, that's my summary. (laughs) Dude. Oh, my gosh. I'm here for this fucking conversation. (laughs) I if Can I be honest? I never, ever, ever thought we would talk about this story. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) When I suggested this story, it was only because we wanted to do arranged marriages this month. And I was like, I mean, we don't have to or anything. But I mean, King of Battle and Blood is an arranged marriage. So if you want to talk about it, I'm totally down. Do you feel weird talking about it? Like, do you feel out of your elements? Are you? No, like, I'm excited. I'm ready to talk about this book. <laughs> I am too. And honestly, I recommend go read this book before you listen because there's a lot of plot in this story, like, you so know, with the kingdoms. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think we're going to do much talking about the plot. Oh, so, oh, oh, I'm ready oh. to talk about the plot, girl. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm not going to talk, talk about-, about politics. Oh, no. Ew, gross. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I will say that. 
I feel like normally we do spoil a good chunk of the books, but I, we don't spoil everything. So yeah, if you are interested in the summary that I gave, I would say go read it before you listen to the rest of this because we are going to hella spoil right now. Yeah. And I think we should start off with guessing how the other felt oh. about this book oh, because Yahira yes. and I... We never tell each other how we feel, but, you know, Yahira does tell the entirety of TikTok. You were supposed to ignore my TikToks and you didn't. You know, anytime you post, I'll watch it. I support you. And you like immediately like. I know. Dude, it's kind of awkward because sometimes I like it off of our BookFix account and it makes us seem like we're liking our own posts. Remember, people, there's two of us. Okay. There's so. two. And sometimes, I don't know if you're the same. Sometimes I want to comment, but I'm like, this is <laughs> this is our account. <laughs> I feel like commenting too, and then just putting like my initials at the bottom or something, just my name. I know, but a little people dash. are going to be like, what Yahira. is this? <laughs> it is what it is. Yahira loves this book. Mm. It is. It is so special to her. And you know what? I, you've given fives before. And the thing is, I yeah. know you love this book, but I don't know if it compares to the other fives that you've given. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? I know. But I know it. I know it has a special place in your heart. I think if we had just read it off of the podcast, you would have been like five. But I think after <laughs> having to sit with it for a bit, I uh-huh. think you are going to give it a four. Solid four. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm so scared to guess for you, honestly. And listen, I won't be offended if you hate the book. I really, really won't mm. because I'll totally get it. It's not for everyone. There is... Okay. Hold on. Sorry. I'm like... You're like, turn off the mics. I'll fucking hate you. <laughs> if you hate this, I'll, the podcast is fucking over. Okay. <laughs> Don't ever talk to me again. No, no, no. I feel like this book is very, very smut heavy. Like, my god there is so much smut and i feel like you're not really into smut heavier books except like den of vipers yeah, um, the best book ever Bride, um, the bible yeah <laughs> so but it, surprisingly even though it has a lot of smut it does have a lot of plot as well and yeah. i don't know if you love the story i'm just gonna i'm just gonna guess that mm, you'd probably give mm. it like somewhere between a uh, 2.9 maybe you maybe. could say three it's not embarrassing to no. middle ground no i was gonna say 2.5 <laughs> okay. i was gonna say around 2.5 to 2.9 but i'm not sure it has to be between that though nothing else or Damn, dude or we shock everyone and you give it a five or you you shock me and only me and give it a five <laughs> i don't think so though um but yeah that's my guess well just to let you know i've been reading this book for the past three days and mm. i have uh, like at first i started slow and then yesterday i like i like read a good chunk of it and then today i finished it up Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's weird consuming things because you know how when I read, I usually read it all in one day. Like I bulk yeah. read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird spacing things out because I'm at work thinking like, damn, they really had sex like that, didn't they? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, the smut was so fucking wild. But damn, it really, it really hit. I didn't expect it to be the way it was. I didn't expect the sex to be so fucking out there so it kind of threw me off but i think we should start by talking about our characters and we should start with our girl yes so our main character is isolde and she is the princess of the kingdom of Lara. and it's clear that she really cares so much for her people but also at the same time she doesn't care to be perceived as the perfect example of a princess she knows how to fight she knows how to defend her people she'd much rather be a warrior than be the perfect example of you know, like the epitome of a princess, pretty much. Can I say, too, I appreciated at the beginning, too, uh, to really like nail in that point of how different this kingdom was because there was no one that they really had to like tie tie ties with, I guess. The dad didn't press on her getting married. Like he was he was completely OK with her choosing to be like a warrior. So... Isolde was raised by her nursemaid, Nadia, who's basically like a mother to her. And Nadia is very much like 
trying to mold her into being the princess that she really wants her to be. And yeah. at the same time, she's like, oh my God, that commander Killian, he's so sexy. Maybe you should marry him. I don't know. Just a thought. Dude, fucking Killian threw me off so fucking much. Really? I didn't know there was going to be another. I guess he's not really a love interest, but I didn't not know there really. was going to be another prospect, I guess. Yeah, so when but the you... story started with him, I was like, who the fuck Killian? Like, Killian? I don't know who the fuck this is. Uh, you know what's so funny, though? But I appreciate that Isolde is... Like, she says, I like sex. Like, don't think too much about it. You know, like, she doesn't yep. want to be with him. So I like that she's very much an independent person who's comfortable Dude. with her sexuality. And she's so fucking real because even <laughs> when she marries Adrian, mm -hmm. um, her people, it's Nadia and I think the king, too, is like, hey, you're going to be alone with him. You have to try killing him. Here's this <laughs> Even dagger. Killian tells oh, her. Love you, babe. Here's this dagger. And it's funny because she comes back and... Um, there's a, a point where she's in front of Nadia and she's naked and you can uh -huh. see like the bruises on her chest and everything, like all the hickeys. Because, you know, they um, had rough sex. Yeah, it was the it was the night the night of their wedding. So they, they were already married. Yeah. And Nadia was like, oh, my God, do you favor him? Did you even try killing him? And it's like, bitch, I stabbed him. I stabbed him. And it <laughs> Look work. at my blade, Nadia. Look at it. This blood is on here, okay? He didn't even fucking What flinch. was I supposed to do next? Leave? No, I didn't. I had fun. I mean, he was kind of sexy. I'm sorry, girl. Yeah, it was But I'm not sorry crazy. about it. I stabbed him and he healed himself. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's, he's different from, you know, the other vampires. He's a lot stronger. Yes. Um, but going back just a little bit, because I want us to focus on Isolde's character. So when Adrian meets with King Henry and he reveals that he'll leave Laura alone so long as he's able to marry Isolde, she immediately says yes, despite, you know, her hatred for the for the vampire. Because I don't yes. know if you remember, but this story isn't her point of view. So it, near the beginning, she was like, I can't even speak his name you know because mm -hmm. she just hates him so much because he's destroying the nine houses of cordova and she it just shows that she would do anything for her people her dad like all of her yeah. loved ones so through the story she struggles with trying her best not to fall in love with adrian but it's really difficult when he actually treats her like a person because he mm -hmm. listens to her unlike you know the people from laura who just you know they just kind of like shut her out and especially her dad, like, even though her dad loves her, he's he always, like, doesn't want to involve her in, like, the politics because, you know, yeah. she's a lady. And um, her transition into becoming Princess of Laura and the Queen of Rebecca was also a struggle because it's like she feels like she's betraying her home, Laura, because she's mm -hmm. enjoying being beside Adrian. She's enjoying it, but she's it's just it's. The story gets a frustrating because it goes back and forth between her being comfortable and then realizing like, oh, shit, wait, he's destroying everyone I love. So then she pushes him away. But of course, eventually she realizes that she is happier with Adrian by her side. Um, yeah. And also just to keep in mind, her dad and, you know, like you said, everyone, her dad mm -hmm. tasked her. He like gave her a task to find King Adrian's weakness. So. Yeah. So overall... What would you say you feel about our main uh, female protagonist? How do you feel about Isolde? I fucking loved her from the very beginning. Because there's a <laughs> moment. There's a moment in the beginning, um, yeah. right when she meets Adrian. I don't know if you remember. She's like, <laughs> she just she cannot be bound. Like she she goes outside the kingdom, and Killian's like, "Wait, you can't leave. Your dad said you have to stay here because obviously, you know, King Adrian is in the vicinity. He's nearby, and so mm -hmm. they don't they don't want her to leave her safe haven. And she's like, "I don't give a fuck. I I love being outside. <laughs> like she just wants to be on her own. And yeah. so she manages to evade Killian. She goes on her own, and then she stumbles on this monster because there's a lot of monsters in this world too besides the vampires and one of the monsters is kind of like a zombie thing and she fights it like she does not care she fights it she'll fight anything and i just love how i don't know like she's so strong don't get me wrong she has a lot of flaws and she does piss me off a lot because she's so like she flip-flops a lot between you know yeah her love for her family and then her her love for adrian so it's it's annoying but 
Overall, I really loved her character. I don't know if it has much development. I mean, I guess it does kind of develop, but it's very, very late in the book. Like it's maybe a hundred, like fifty, a hundred pages till the end. Like because I, I, if I remember yeah. correctly, it's not until like near the end when she's finally, finally, like, you know what? I'm not gonna feel guilty for my love for Adrian. And it's like, bitch, yes, bitch. It's like four hundred pages later. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I do love her. Yeah, Even when um, that moment with Sorin, when she stabs him, oh my god, I was like, oh, <laughs> fucking queen. Dude, it's He's funny because even after, even after she got poisoned, spoiler alert, even after oh, yeah. she got poisoned and she woke mm-hmm. up, the first thing that they say is like, Sorin, watch out, you're going to get fucking stabbed. <laughs> it was like right when she woke up and it's like, oh my god. It's crazy to me because, okay, yeah. first of all, I fucking love her too. I love how fucking... Oh how quick she is to respond to things because there were moments where she would do things where it was like acting like a queen like join them for a hunt join them Mm -hmm. for certain things and Mm -hmm. you would hear um adrian's people like snickering and she'd be like oh i'm fucking sorry was there a joke like i'm sorry (laughs) did i fucking miss something bitch maybe say it louder (laughs) or like when she was expected to do like to fulfill her obligations like okay you have to dance with adrian you have to go do this she was like like, fuck that fuck that (laughs) (laughs) where's lothian whatever his fucking name was lothian or something i don't know i freaking loved that moment where she was like let me go find some other loser to dance with and it was so funny she wanted to provoke her husband exactly and that guy thought he was gonna fucking die he was like please my queen please and she's like are you gonna deny your queen and he was like i mean i sh- I know i shouldn't but damn i really want to <laughs> dude i thought that she was great you're right there were a lot of flaws she did mm-hmm. irritate me a lot because oh, of how how much she didn't trust adrian which i understand because this this story feels like there's a lot of um hatred that mm -hmm. is embedded into her because that's what she was raised with and Mm -hmm. i tried to keep an open mind because even the book was trying to push it like with adrian saying like are you do you hate me or do you hate what people have told you about me type of situations Mm -hmm. and i understand that but like after seeing how much adrian did for her and how much his people also cared for her i -hmm. thought she would be a little more understanding but sometimes it just drove me insane how they would be having such a cute moment and she'd be like nope leave she would shut she would shut down like it would like they were making love like for the first time because besides the hate sex okay so like they were having yeah. a moment like where they were actually yeah. looking at each other and she got so scared that she shut down she was like nope get out like get out she was so but, mean to him sometimes but dude, I was like, shout Damn. out to adrian because when that scene happened he immediately was like okay uh, did i hurt you and she was like nope okay then i'm leaving yeah and he laughed yeah. like and a king really- <laughs> back to that book talk drama Romance is real. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe my perception of romance has changed. And what about it? <laughs> I'll give a fuck. <laughs> well, why don't we talk about Adrian? Okay. Let me go first. Go ahead. <laughs> there we go. That's all I had to say. <laughs> Dude. I fucking love Adrian. Period. I do That's too. It. Oh, I mean, don't make it weird, but I fucking do too. I. Oh. oh wait oh my god i just love okay first of all not even counting like all of the spice in this book he's Mm -hmm. so fucking caring and oh my god he has such a way with words with her he's so so patient with her because she's she's a fireball like she'll literally set off and he's like okay like that's what you want or do you remember that moment Oh my god. Go ahead. I hope it's the same one. No, 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 go. I hope it's the same one. <laughs> Do you remember that part where he invited her to um a meeting between him and his noblesses? Yes. And she realizes that there's like no women. It's just her. And she kind of yes. makes like a side comment. Like she's just like, Wow, like no other bitches but me. Like she didn't say that, but <laughs> like <laughs> no other bitches but me, I presume. <laughs> She didn't actually say that, but it would have been so and funny. And Adrian's if she like, did. it's because everyone's bitchless, babe. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no bitches in this kingdom. <laughs> I was waiting for you, babe. See, I'm loyal till the end. <laughs> no, so pretty much. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. Wouldn't it be funny if there was like a scene where it was like a second proposal, but like a proposal out of like you know love from both of them, and it's just Adrian on one knee, and it's like, yeah, you're my bitch. 
but can you be my bad bitch? And he's like, <laughs> babe! <laughs> wait, wait. Really, babe? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Go um, on. <laughs> and I love that he's he doesn't, like, retaliate against her. He doesn't make her feel bad. He just, like, tells her um, that he, it's duly noted. He's like, I... I like duly noted my queen like you know like that's it like it's like he doesn't try to fight her on it he's just like yeah you know you're right you have a point dude i I fucking love listens you need to remind me because it's been a while i love that scene where the one of the first times that they're walking he makes a comment that's like all the stars in the sky but he doesn't finish the quote oh my god but she Uh, finishes it yeah um all the stars in the sky are not as bright as my love for you. <laughs> yes. And it was kind of like she was like waiting for it. Mm-hmm. But the, the fact that she finished it herself, it's like fucking damn. Like these bitches so are so cute. I know. <laughs> I love them. Kind of, like, I guess. Don't be weird. <laughs> Another thing that I really love about him, it's like a small gesture, but it, I feel like it just encompasses his love for her. So... Mm. In the um, near the beginning, when you know he's like, okay, that's gonna be my girl right there. He, that's they my bad have bitch. yes, my that's my bad bitch right there. <laughs> um, they set up camp, so all the vampires are set up camp like near the kingdom of Laura, and yeah. Killian tells uh, Isolde like, you know what, your dad tasked me to kill him, and if I kill him, I get to marry you because Killian and her had a thing, and she's like, bitch hold up what and so she knows that if killian goes over there and tries to kill adrian he's dead like killian's dead there's no way he's gonna survive that and so she goes to his tent she like sneaks in and it's super cute well there was a lot of jealousy in this book i'm surprised you haven't brought it up once and there was a girl (laughs) there's a girl on adrian's bed because they have vassals you know there's humans that are there because they need to feed and she's just like oh, you already have a mistress and it's not even the wedding night yet. And he's like, well, babe, it's not like I was going to sleep with her or anything. But I'm getting off track because that's not the part. (laughs) The part is pretty much, the moment is pretty much, he has a fireplace and he notices that she's very cautious of it. Like she just like doesn't even want to get near it. And he asks her, he's like, oh, are you, are you scared of fire? And she's like, yeah, I mean, I've, I've always been scared of fire ever since I was a kid. And I don't know if you noticed, but anytime like he would have to, like put fire for her he would always make it very low because he knew that she was afraid of it and i just thought that was the cutest thing ever because i was like oh my god he knows (laughs) yeah it's the little gestures even if he had to like you know once he would start the fire he'd be like it would it's gonna be a little crazy in the beginning but don't worry i'll lower it yeah eventually yeah oh my god dude what a good guy <laughs> what a nice man what, a, what they call that bitch the blood king or whatever yeah <laughs> like, he can suck my blood <laughs> dude well i mean he had someone for that the what was her name again Sa- Safira? Yeah. dude Safira. it's so okay to talk about the jealousy i okay i don't know if you can hear me it's so fucking beautiful <laughs> like i i don't give a fuck about Killian, I could have read this whole book and just omitted any time they brought him up. I hated that fucking jealousy point. Like, that didn't even feel strong. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she didn't even fucking like Killian. Like you said, yeah. she admitted at the beginning, she's like, I just like having sex. Don't. And that's it, it, Killian, bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I know. <laughs> I, I may be a bitch, but I'm not your bad bitch. And like, oh my god, babe, you didn't have to hurt me like that. That but that cuts deep right there. It it hit more when um Isolde was dancing with the librarian from Adrian's Lothian. kingdom. Like yeah. that hit more, even though you know they weren't gonna do anything. Oh, that hit more god. because you can tell she was just doing it to anger him. Yeah. So that one was okay, but the fucking wait, Safira wait, wait, wait. one. Before okay, you keep going, I fucking love that moment. Adrian is so funny because when he finally is able to dance with her, he's like kind of like laughing about it, like the fact that she, you know she's trying to make him jealous or whatever. And yeah. she's and they make a comment of like, oh, you know, he's just scared because he thinks that um, you're gonna kill him. And he's like, no, I actually like him. And she's like, like yeah, yeah, I, know. I said I'd protect his balls. And he's like, I like like him less. I fucking love that moment. Dude. Oh, my God. Comedic genius, honestly. 
I know for real. I, now that I'm thinking about it, was there a comedy in this book? I guess a little. <laughs> I guess a little. I mean, I kind of chuckled at that part. I'm not gonna say I didn't. <laughs> Dude, it's kind of weird. We read so many. I mean, I don't want to put us on the spot, but we read so much fucking spice on this podcast. I that... feel like we haven't read enough. Okay, okay. I beg to differ, but fucking, <laughs> it, I don't feel like we've ever read a comedy on here. But I feel like <laughs> this the, you know what I mean. I, I have no. I know it's not, but I I I, I can't remember reading a book anywhere on but this you... podcast where I'm just like. <laughs> You know, Were you like, actually like giggled? Yeah, but I don't know. He's just really charming. It's not funny. He's not a comedic genius. No, he kind of is though. I mean, yeah, kind of. But <laughs> I, I, um, I fucking We're- loved that point. The jealousy mm-hmm. of that point, but the jealousy mm-hmm. with Safira. I was there for that shit. I was so there for that shit. I wish <laughs> she would have been more vocal about it. I guess she was um, though. Safira well, she was, was definitely near- trying to egg her on. So pretty much yeah. Safira is his vassal. And a lot of the times they have like a loyal vassal. So it's just one person that they constantly feed from. And Isolde caught them one night and he was feeding from her. And Safira seemed like she was like on the midst of an orgasm. Like she was really enjoying it. And when yeah. she when she like confronts him about it, he's like, well, I mean, it's pleasurable for both parties. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And she's like upset about it. And he's like, well, I mean, you're free to take her place if you want. Babe. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not stopping you. And he, But he's not going to force her either. Yeah. And she's just like, uh, you're never you're never having this blood. OK, this blood royalty. Dude. Never. <laughs> and it sucks, too, because there's a point in the book where uh, Isolde asks for space and she's like, hey, I need I need you to not be around me for a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because as soon as that happens, she's like, why the fuck is he listening to me? Because she why wants he- to be around him. <laughs> yeah. She even says like, yeah, I did tell him to leave me alone. But damn, he didn't come to bed last night. I'm kind of scared and nervous and sad. Yeah. So on the third night, she goes to Adrian's room and she mm-hmm. sees Safira there naked. And, and on, it's like in his bed in his bed and she's like bitch what the fuck are you doing here and she basically says that oh, because she can't for all three nights <laughs> yeah and she because she can't like fulfill her queen duties you know there has to be other people to fulfill it and, and by queen duties I... you mean the the blood part not the sex part because they've, they've had sex <laughs> wait yes to both because no but they <laughs> didn't for three days right oh yeah well yeah you're right they didn't have sex for three days which so i guess is a lot imp- for them yeah it was kind of implied that she was like talking about both and mm-hmm. isolde leaves and crashes into adrian and is like that bitch is in your room and she's telling me that you're being unfaithful like what the fuck, when i bitch? specifically asked you not to cheat on me <laughs> like i know i night. said i hate you but i meant it like I hate you. Not like I hate you. And it's like, oh, babe. There's a difference. Should have said that sooner. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. But I love that. First of all, I love that Isolde isn't scared to stand up for herself, even if it seems like a little bit embarrassing, right? Because it's embarrassing yeah. if if she really was his mistress. Like, that's embarrassing. But she she's not scared to stand up for herself. And the other Dude, thing is that I, I love that Adrian immediately is like, yes. no, there is nothing going on between us. I have never slept with her. Dude, and I love that he immediately takes Isolde to the room and Safira's in there and she looks fucking shocked. Yeah. And then Adrian's like, okay, well, what were you saying to her? What were you saying to her? He's like, no, it was a misunderstanding. Oh, it's like, joke. oh, you're saying my you're saying my bad bitch is dumb? You're saying my queen is dumb? And it's like, no, I mean, she was. it's just an over-exaggeration. It's like, no, because you said we were sleeping together for three days, why don't you spend three days at the dungeon? That just seems appropriate. You know, yeah. I fucking mm-hmm. love that, dude. I'm <laughs> so here for that shit. Yeah, I, <sighs> bro, that was just so, so good, so good. Wait, there's another moment. Um, not with Safira though. So when they were kind of fighting, but she was already in the yeah. kingdom of Re- of Rebecca. Um, 
so because he's the blood king, so he is able to decide who can become a vampire or not, right? So a lot of mm-hmm. people from the kingdoms that he's conquered will show up and be like, oh, my my liege, like, here's, here's all the reasons why you should turn me into a vampire. And there was yeah. this one fucking guy who was like, oh, I don't have anything to give you, but I do have this cute 16-year-old daughter who will love to be your concubine, you know, if you need her. And Isolde was there like, bitch, excuse me? And she literally, <laughs> she literally fucking kills him. I... That part was so good. I was like, damn, I kill him again. He just said that. <laughs> he just said that immediately. He's like, yeah, you know, he had a lot to offer, but that bitch died. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it wasn't just that. It was the fact that she actually did keep her, but she kept her as like a, you know, like a little maid or whatever. She yeah. Was. A singer. Yes. Like she was sick mm-hmm. for her. I don't know. But. Oh, my God, dude. You know, we've been ignoring the elephant in the room, dude. We haven't talked about the spice. <laughs> Bro, wait, it's because we're not even done talking about Adrian yet. Like we don't even I haven't I haven't I haven't just, even scratched the surface. <laughs> dude, it's funny. We're like what? We're like 30 fucking minutes in and we're still talking about 20. the two main characters. <laughs> well counting the other one, 30. But Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, can I just say something before yeah. we talk about the spice? No, so, totally. Thank you. Thank you so much. So should we talk about the fact that Isolde is a reincarnation of okay. a witch. <laughs> yes. So Adrian had a girl that he was in love with a long time ago whose name was Two centuries Yesenia. ago. Two centuries ago. Who's counting? Two centuries young, bitch. So- That's literally what I wrote on the page. So when he tells her how old he is, he said 200 years old. I, put, I crossed that out and I was like, young. <laughs> Super young. <laughs> Don't see a wrinkle on that face, bitch. No, but not not he, anywhere. Dude, okay. He loved Yesenia and mm-hmm. she was killed on on the stake, right? Because she was a witch. She was burned yeah, alive. Yeah, so she was a part of a high coven, which is like really powerful witches. And um, all of the witches were kind of like spread out and each of them were kind of in different kingdoms. And the king of Rebecca, which was Dragos, he was like the worst of them all. And he had a witch with him. And somehow they conspired against all the other witches and they ended up burning them to the stake. And it was just Dragos and the witch Ravenna who were left. Dude, I knew when I started reading about this reincarnation shit, I was Mm -hmm. like, this is giving... This is giving Inuyasha. Did you look at my nose? <laughs> no, but Did I you look know at my nose. <laughs> oh my god! So if you when you start reading Queen of Myth and Monsters, there's a part in there that I said, um, Inuyasha? Question mark. Obviously, I got those <laughs> vibes here, but I got them more in the second book. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, but yeah, fucking love Inuyasha. By the way. Dude, I'm like kind of worried because I don't want a whole Kikyo moment happening in the oh, second book. Stop. No, Shh, no more. Don't say anymore. <laughs> but, but okay, so uh, Isolde was Yesenia, which was a powerful witch. And so Adrian, when he, two centuries ago, he pretty much begged the goddess Dice to yeah. allow him to conquer all of the houses of Cordoba and... He, what was this, the line that he said? Let me taste the blood of my enemies, which pretty much made him like she transformed him into a vampire, a monster. And yeah. so he is pretty much seeking revenge for what they did mm-hmm. to Yesenia. But yeah. he also begged her to allow Yesenia to be reincarnated, which she was as Isolde. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like that lessens the love between both of our main characters? No. I, you know how I feel about soulmates. You know how much I love a good soulmate story. I think that's why I love this book so much because Chelly knows that I love Faded Mates. Obviously, like I, we haven't read that many. I think I've read more like fanfics that are Faded Mates that I really yeah. loved. But yeah. when I got to that part and realized that they were soulmates, I was like, oh my God. Dude, I this really this was a random... <laughs> This really was a random Walmart pick, and it changed your life. It changed my life, dude. If you've noticed, I haven't been sick once since I read it. You know what? Let's pretend like it's true. I know. The only points where you were sick were the days you didn't read it, surprisingly. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for noticing. Yeah, I didn't read it those days, so... Yeah, dude, but I it did immediately like hit me like, yeah, this is Yahira's type of book. (laughs) Thank you. 
Thank you so much. Um, but how did you feel about it? Because obviously it's my type of story. I don't know if it's your type of story. I have no idea. Well, like I said, it kind of threw me off because I, you know, you know, Inuyasha is like a you thing. <laughs> like, I love that you love Inuyasha. And I don't, I don't remember much of it. I feel like I was too young when we were mm. watching it. Mm-hmm. So I, I know parts of Inuyasha, but not just talking about that. I feel like it just threw me off because mm-hmm. just like how I felt about that anime, it makes me feel like the love that they feel for the newer, the reincarnated version doesn't feel as mm-hmm. genuine. Yeah. And I know, I, I like, like you said, it is Faded Mates. So I know it's supposed to be like, no, it's because they always love each other no matter what. But it <laughs> no made me feel a happens. certain way. It made no, me I mean, feel I a certain it. way because no, I, I feel get like it. it could be a Kikyo moment. And I don't <laughs> oh want that God. shit. Because if there is, I'm going to cry. I'm going to call you as soon as I get to that point, if there is. Because I'm going to stand for that shit. I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) But but no, I I understand what you mean, though. Because obviously, the romance between them was very quick. I mean, granted, like she didn't accept her feelings until near the end. But but for him, it was quick. No, yeah. And I do understand that. And I feel like... Sometimes in moments like that, it, it feels less genuine because obviously mm-hmm. you loved the past version of her. Do you still love the current version of her? Obviously, she's not exactly the same. She doesn't have magic anymore, which, yep. you know, lame. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I get you, though. But I mean, I still did like them together. Even after that reveal, I thought it was really sweet that they got to a point where when they wouldn't see each other for a bit, they'd be like, you know, I missed you, right? I'm like, you could, you could say I it. I missed you, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I, it fucking got to me. I thought that their romance was really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, have we still not talked about the spice? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to say about the spice? Go ahead. Dude, it was so fucking good. <laughs> it Dude, was so good. Honestly, one of my favorite spices that I've we've read. But um I will say that it's not as um like super detailed. Like it's not overly detailed. No. If that makes sense. It's not too much spice like as in like the moment while it's happening, but it yeah. it does happen a lot. So I loved it. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Dude, wait. Tell me if I read this part wrong cuz I just <laughs> read this part. Did they what? get caught having sex by Killian? <laughs> yeah. Oh, the first time I read that, I literally closed my book and I was like (laughs) screaming in my pillow like, oh my fucking God. Because keep in mind, like everyone thought that she would try to kill him. So obviously seeing them having sex like this, he's like, what the fuck? I thought you were trying to off this man. Don't have sex with him. Wait, wait, wait. Can I shout out a fucking scene that I loved? Yeah, At the yeah, beginning, after the they had sex on the wedding night, the next day, because they had sex for a very long time, and yeah. like everyone in the kingdom can basically care, hear them. Yeah. And so the next day, <laughs> when she was eating with her dad, Killian is like, hey, queen, you should eat. And then it's really quiet, and he just throws in, you know, because, you know, you must be tired after yesterday. And it gets really awkward, but she hella has a comeback and is like, no, actually, I'm, I got pretty, how, how did she say it? Basically, like, I, you know, I had my fill. I'm okay. I, I've had my fill. And it's like, bitch, I fucking love you. Oh, she is so witty oh, and so quick with I her comebacks. I fucking love that. She doesn't let anyone make her feel bad, which I love. Oh, my gosh. But no, yeah, Killian catches her. And it's like a whole thing because she's like, I love him, Question but mark. I don't. But it's like, but I can't want him and love my family, mm-hmm. you know. Like so she, she knows that she has to pick one or the other, dude. So she takes a moment and she goes to her dad and is like, "You can't kill Adrian because because dad, look." And it's like two teeth mark on her neck, <laughs> you know, like the <laughs> the two little teeth. It's like I let him drink from me and now I'm his bad bitch. So, and so it Adrian, turns out no it turns out um when they do the bloodletting so when um he is feeding off of her the curse is that if she were to die he dies so their yeah. lives are kind of tied together yeah and which so, means that what the dad set her out to do which was to find his weakness 
she's his weakness. So, and I kind of hated that moment because the dad is obviously like, no, like we have to kill him. We have to kill him. Like we have to, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And she's like, dad, if you do that, then you'll be killing me too. Like after she pinky swore to Adrian that she wouldn't tell anyone, she was like, she immediately revealed it to her dad. And I get it. She's trusted her dad, but damn, girl, you didn't it even leave a chapter. It sucked too, because throughout this story, um, there were constant things that showed betrayal of her kingdom to her. Like the people of Lara. <gasps> yeah, we didn't, didn't even bring that up. <laughs> yeah, dude, the people of Lara, like as soon as she got married, tried to fucking kill her. And then she was telling and she was telling Killian, and Killian was like, No, you misunderstood. But it just goes to show like the people that she was supposed to hate, they were more accepting of her than her own people. So mm-hmm. I feel like her telling her dad was kind of her last, like, okay, I gotta see if you know if he believes me if if there's something we can do if like we could come to a compromise but immediately after she tells her dad he basically comes for her like to kill her and was like you know if you were my daughter and you loved our kingdom you would have done it for me you would have killed yourself you would have killed yourself that fucking bitch when i read that i I was was so fucking oh oh, i was so mad i was so angry for her because obviously like you said she kept getting betrayed by the people of her kingdom but to be betrayed by her own dad was so heartbreaking because they they really loved each other like even in the very beginning you could tell like yeah he was a little harsh on her strict with her whatever but it was because he wanted her to be safe and mm-hmm. so when that happened, it really tore me up. I was really sad for her. No, yeah, and it tore she, me up too. She pretty much had to kill him because you know oh. she had she had to pick between the, her dad or Adrian, and she picked Adrian. Yeah, but there was a scene around this time where Adrian, Isolde, and there was like other people eating at a dinner, mm-hmm. and she got poisoned, mm-hmm. and yeah, that it was, was basically. That. Yeah, it was basically revealed at the end that someone had known. It was like someone had known a fact that they weren't supposed to. So one of Adrian's main four um, is a traitor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it sucks because so the witch Ravenna, which was the one who, you know, pretty much was responsible for the deaths of the High Coven 200 years ago. She's kind of like back and she's like fucking shit up for everyone. And she also knows that mm-hmm. Isolde is his weakness and she how would she have known someone had to have told her and so that's how they also know that there is you know someone who betrayed them that was they didn't say who Adrian. it was right no they haven't said it okay because if it's Soren I think that was the person's name I'm oh, gonna Soren. fucking scream I fucking <laughs> I love Soren all of his yeah. moments are so funny like I love him as a friend for Isolde and I also did love the connections that Isolde was making with the people of Rebecca so Soren and then Anna which was Adrian's cousin and yes. there was like other people too as well but those were like the main ones dude yeah I fucking love him and if he is the traitor I'm gone I'm leaving <laughs> close the book <laughs> Zen. <laughs> Yeah. But, well, is there um, anything else? I like how <laughs> we um, had to get out all of that energy we had for the book, and we're just like, <sighs> hey, bro, I'm like, I'm spent. Oh my god, that was a workout, dude. <laughs> I can't believe, by the way, that her people had the audacity to be like, "Oh my god, you're having a loving, healthy relationship, and there's no wars in our fucking kingdom, but you can't How kill him." How fucking dare you, like, you dumb bitch! bitch. <laughs> and everyone's over here like, "Wow, she really chose to marry him." And it's like it was either him or war. What do you yeah. want me to do, bitch? I, like, I. Fucking hate how the whole kingdom is gaslighting her. It's like, yeah, they forget that she did this for them. Like she did it to yep. save everyone, and then everyone's like, "No, you whore, you picked the blood king, and now you're gonna have to die." And it's like, what the fuck and is then, wrong and with then you? She's over here like enjoying, enjoying her married life, and they're like, "I can't believe you would sleep with that bitch." It's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to be miserable my whole life and try stabbing him and then watch him regenerate every single time? Like, what? <laughs> because <laughs> she did try like she did try killing him the first she tried it night. twice yeah the first night right and what was the second time 
I don't remember the second time, but I remember her bringing it up like, bitch, I tried twice. You can't tell me I didn't try. <laughs> and after that, I was like, you know what? I'm satisfied. <laughs> I could say I tried it. It's like, bitch, I tried killing him so many times. My blade is dull. Like, what am I supposed <laughs> to do? <laughs> yeah and i fucking hate how nadia was sending her a letter we sent her a letter and it was so fucking cryptic but you knew that the last line was like yeah bitch you're the hope for the kingdom therefore you need to kill this guy kill him girl (sighs) dude and i'm so i'm so disappointed in Mm. we already mentioned it but i'm so disappointed in her dad because even when they first um married off adrian and he sold it she he had said to her you are the hope for the kingdom and it could have been like you could have taken it in any way but i took it in like the sense of you know you're strong you're gonna overcome this you're gonna be fine but then but then he says the same thing after like figuring out that she could be killed and everything could end. And it's like, no, you're the hope for the kingdom. And it's like, bitch, shut the fuck fuck off yourself. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. So fucking stupid. I hated that part. I hope, I hope that in the second book, it's just Isolde and Adrian just loving and fucking each other. That's all I want. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Why do you have to say it like that? (laughs) Was there anything else you wanted to bring up? I wanted to ask you, did you have any dislikes? I think my only dislike was the fact that I understand that it's supposed to be like a hate to love on Isolde's but, side. Yeah, only but on I was side. so yeah, but I was so fucking done with how mm-hmm. how often she would like just no, I'm not thinking that bitch. I would never think that. And it's like, bitch, we can read your thoughts too. Okay? Like I know you be thinking. Oh that. yeah. Like, we know? didn't even say that. Adrian can read her thoughts. But only when they're like really strong. Yeah, but I just I wish that she would have been more honest with herself. It would have made this so much easier on her. Yeah. And I don't know. Like when you started to see the patterns that uh the kingdom of Lara wasn't what it like what she thought it was mm-hmm. i wish she would have understood quicker that she could trust adrian like i i, I wasn't there so for nice. how often she was so untrustworthy mm-hmm. <sighs> no, yeah she she pissed me off a lot but i still fucking loved her um, yeah same mine has more to do with something that was never brought up again and it kind of annoyed me a little bit so on page 12 there's a moment oh where God, wait, hold on. let me open my book <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> no, you got me fucking what is this a reading comprehension test <laughs> so wait, on page ASMR this shit. Girl! Okay, go ahead. <laughs> sorry 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 i'm i'm just gonna summarize it so pretty much on page 12 there's a moment where adrian controls isolde by getting her to answer his questions right and yes. this like mind manipulation is never really brought up again and i kind of hate that it's never brought up again like i, I never really saw it again i mean Maybe it happened, but I missed it. But I don't think it happened again, question mark? Yeah. No, you're right. It, it did only get brought up once. I totally forgot about that, actually. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, wait, hold on. Why is this, wait, so, why, why is this not happening more often? Wait, I have another question. You know when what? that scene happened and she was like, oh, my God, there's so much desire in my body. He did something to me. Was she only feeling desire because they were faded mates? Um, I think so. Okay, I was just wondering. That's, I was wondering just, if she did, I don't know, get cursed. That was pretty much my only dislike for this one, besides like, besides the moments where mm. Isolde would irritate me a little bit. But And Killian? Still, Fuck him. St- oh, yeah, and Killian. I fucking hate Killian. Pretty, I'm surprised he survived. He's still standing. Yeah, me too. I hope he dies <laughs> in the second one. Sorry. <laughs> no comment no fucking comment (laughs) i just hope that i hope that she could tell him off because i feel like even in this book when she would tell him off he still didn't get the message like he kept going like what you're telling me it didn't mean anything really nothing i fucking hated that um i feel like killian also, I hated those moments where he was like, that's what you're going to wear. It's like, bitch, oh. yes. You know what? It'll, it, make it more revealing, Zolde. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Na- um, Nadia, Nadia is like clapping. <laughs> Nadia, cut a square out so that my favorite tit can just pop out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah. Yes. I would have fucking loved that. Um, one more thing I wanted to bring up. If you are one of those people who love the touch her and you die trope, there's a moment in this book where that happens. And I fucking love it because he someone touches her, not in like a sexual way, but just like in a rude way. And mm. she spares them. But because it's in the middle of a fucking like party and he yeah. kills them, he, he kills them immediately. And he tells everyone, if my queen spares you, know that I will not. And I'm like, oh, my God. OK. Yeah, dude, that was kind of beautiful. And it's funny because she like looked back to see if his body was still there. The guy it's like, nah, they cleaned that, sh- that shit up. He's <laughs> it's gone. already gone. <laughs> it never the, happened. The bleach Who is already like seeped in. <laughs> It's like new flooring in that specific spot, and it's like body shaped. And it's like, oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I thought that moment was really beautiful. You know? Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, it really spoke to me. <laughs> but I'm excited for us to talk about the second book. So I know you are. <laughs> get on that, girly. No, I will. I'm probably going to start reading it tonight. Anything else you wanted to bring up before we conclude the episode? Um, no, because I'm really excited to hear about your overall thoughts. Ah, uh, you, okay. You already know my overall thoughts. You and I fucking like, love this book. I fucking love this book. And I feel like I already said it. I just want to reiterate that I think that I love this book so much because I had literally no expectations. Maybe I should, mm-hmm. that should be my new philosophy anytime I open <laughs> up a book. Like, no expectations, brain and thoughts, clear. Nothing there. Um, I just really loved Isolde's character from the very very beginning yes she irritated me every now and then but we all have flaws and I forgive her and I loved that Adrian loved her so much and I do agree with you that I I kind of wish that it felt a little bit more genuine for this lifetime I wish that he would have yeah. taken more time to actually you know get to know her as Isolde and not harbor the memories of her as Yesenia but I do appreciate that he never really treated her as if she was Yesenia because there was a moment where she mentions like oh I'll never you know I'll never be her or something along the lines of you know showing insecurity of Yesenia and he's just like no like I I love you for you like you know like I like you for you and it's it has nothing to do with Yesenia or who you were before and I I really appreciated that he was so patient with her and I feel like even though they're both such morally great characters I loved their well mostly Adrian's love for her but you know she did love him too in her own way and I was surprised that even though this book has so much spice it's I felt like it had so much heart like literally bitch (laughs) I was crying in this shit I was like oh my god I love their love, and I also really was interested in the plot as well. So I still love this book. I really do. I think this is one of those books where even though it's so close to my heart, I'm scared to like recommend it to people because I I just feel like I understand. You don't want people to dislike it? Well, not that, but I I feel like I understand if you don't like it. <laughs> like I okay. get it. Like okay. trust me, I understand. Um, yeah. I, I don't care if people hate on it. I mean, we've read people hating on this book before, and it was like whatever because it doesn't mm-hmm. change how I feel about it. But yeah, I loved going through the journey. I feel like I'd still give it a five out of five, though. But I feel like it's because Damn. it just hold, it holds a special place in my heart, and that's that's why I'd still give it a five out of five. Dude, oh my I god, I. I love that you love this book. Like it makes me it makes me so happy that you found it. Like it feels weird, but I don't know. I don't Is know if because- you feel the same way cuz I I love things a lot. I'm either don't love it or I love it too much. I'm the same way. No I'm between. the exact same way. And if so, there is like, if there isn't in between, I feel like I'm more in the disinterested side. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um it's crazy to me when or no it's not crazy to me but it's like it's a special thing when you see something that someone likes so Mm -hmm. like the fact that you love this book so much made me want to read it i don't think i would have read it no like you wouldn't have (laughs) yeah i don't think i would have but your fucking tiktoks hooked me and i I mean how (laughs) i mean 
I I loved Adrian. I loved Isolde. I loved their love. And you're right. It did have a lot of heart, more than I expected it to, because you literally told me it's just a lot of spice. And I was yeah, like, okay, I'm going to go I, in I I with an open you. mind. Dude, but it was so good. And I did oh like the story. There was a lot going on with the plot. And I'll be honest, I don't remember everything. But... Oh, yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> But I I did really like this book. I don't love it as much mm. as you do. I don't it's think okay. I ever will. And <laughs> I don't like think I said, ever will. <laughs> like I said, I understand the whole faded mates and the reincarnation, but it still throws me off. I don't think it's uh, the trope for me. Um, but I think I would give this book like a three point five. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. Yeah, dude. It was a good read. God, I'm gonna cry ready, right now. ready go. oh my gosh I'm so glad you enjoyed it though I was really yeah. I was really really scared that you were gonna hate it I was like I thought you Why? were gonna be like these dumb bitches I'm so tired of them and then you would never trust me again with another recommendation well I recommended it to be... you oh my god is that why you like it because you feel responsible for no. me discovering this book oh my god I was just gonna say you didn't even know what it was about though. No, I didn't. I went in blind, so it was it was a journey. These past three days I've lived many lives. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Was Isolde plus sized? Yeah, she's plus sized. <sighs> Queen. Okay, just wanted to know. Well she I wanna know because it sounded like she was. I don't I don't there's... know how much plus size, but I think so. I don't know. There's this thing that I've noticed in like all of the books that we read that have had plus sized um, mm-hmm. female characters. I never like how plus size characters in romances are described because it's always the same way. Whatever. I don't know. It's it's kind of an ick. Like when they describe like, oh, you know, I have big a big chest, but even bigger hips. And it's like, mm. are all plus size characters shaped the same way? Like, is it? <laughs> it how feels- would you... How would you like to read it? I don't What's know the way that you because think it should be delivered. I think well, just like the way a character who is not plus size is described by like the way they present themselves, by their hair, by their clothes. I would love that. And then um I don't know, it just it but felt weird you, to me cuz How do you bring up that they're plus size though? I don't know, hair? but I don't think you should say like, "Oh yeah, one of my legs is as big as her entire hip." And it's like that's <laughs> You don't need to say it like that. That's how it was described. Yes. It feels weird when your body parts are used as a unit of measurement for other things. Mm, Does that make sense? Yeah, no, yeah, that makes sense. Because you wouldn't do that with someone who wasn't plus size. So I'm not, I don't know. It it throws me off (laughs) that they did that. Yeah, no, I understand. I totally forgot about that. Oh, my God. Okay. I think the way that it was described was Isolde said that her thigh is as big as Nadia's head. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like, oh, uh, cool. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I think we're done. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Done. Thank you, everyone who has been listening to us, not only in this episode, but like, like recently yeah you guys have really been doing the most like it's so sweet it's so sweet to see that um you guys are listening to us whether it be on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music or anywhere you get your podcasts on it really does mean a lot and it makes a difference for those of you who are leaving a rating of five stars on our podcast and leaving reviews if you haven't done that yet please take the time and do that right now it does not take that long Give us five stars. Give us a review. What did you feel about this book? Do you think you'll be reading it? Um, We are interested to know. I know. If you are watching us on YouTube, thank you so much. If you can like, comment, and subscribe. Tell us how you felt about this book. And oh, and hit that notification bell because it does let you know when we post. We do update twice a week. Um, mm-hmm. we, we post on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We are trying to catch up with YouTube, but, um, if you want to listen to us on podcast form, I feel like that's easier. Mm-hmm. If you want to tell your friends about us, your enemies, your loved ones, your hated ones, the best type of exposure is through word of mouth. If you want to follow us on social media, we already brought it up, but we do have a TikTok. It is at the book fix 
um, T-H-E-B-O-O-K-F-I-X. We also have an Instagram at the book fix pod, T-H-E-B-O-O-K-F-I-X-P-O-D. Thank you. And we also have a Goodreads for the podcast. It's the Book Fix Pod as well as Instagram. Oh, yeah. So yes. And a story graph, right? Yes. And a story graph as well. Okay. Um, usually when we end our episodes, Yahira rolls a digital dice. And if it lands on an odd number, we read a negative review of the book. If it lands on an even number, we read a positive review of the book. Yeah. And do you want to look for... I I have the reviews open. Oh, okay. She's ready. (laughs) By the way, we're not going to say anything about the review. Whatever it is, we just leave it. Yeah, we don't talk about it. All right. Mm -hmm. I got a two. A two, that's uh, an even, so that's a positive review. By the way, this book has a 3.83. I'm looking at it on Goodreads right now, but I'm going to go ahead and read one of the five-star reviews. (laughs) I'm going to try to read a short one. All of these are like read, essay read longs. Mine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't read mine. You better not. I don't know. All these five stars kind of just sound like you. <laughs> I um I actually made all of these accounts myself. <laughs> um and I wrote all these. Thank you. I kind of want to read this one because yeah. it had a quote that we didn't even talk about. This Thank is God. from uh, this is by Alyssa, five stars. Um she wrote, I do not Oh, this is a quote from the book. I do not pray, he said, but I begged for you. First off, I have been counting down for this release for a while now, and it did not disappoint. For those diehard NA fantasy enemies to lovers trope fiends out there, this will definitely be a gem to have on your bookshelves. Isolde is furthermost single-handle a queen goddess one of my favorite kick-ass take no shit heroines to date i love her wit and charm and the way she brings light into the dark fantasy storyline adrian oh my he is now in my top five book boyfriends and i have no shame i don't want to give any spoilers on him because honestly that's what i loved about this story the secrecy the allure of not knowing if he's a bad or a good guy or both shapeshifters vampires witches and a soul-crushing romance check 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 scarlet really redeemed herself in my eyes with this one i wasn't a fan of touch of malice if you read my review on it and you'll see why but this wonderful start to a series it captivated my whole heart it's been a while since i couldn't put down a book can't wait for the next release thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on thursday Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I feel like a weight just lifted from my shoulders, dude. I've been holding this in. Oh my god. I I know you have, dude. You finally let it out. How do you feel? I feel like a new woman. I feel like I can jump really high, <laughs> touch the ceiling, cartwheels, skydive? Question mark? No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> never gonna be me. <laughs> Come back on Thursday to listen to our skydiving episode. <laughs> We're like talking just, about it in the air. It's just 45 minutes of us screaming. <laughs> I don't know how long you skydive for, as you can tell. <laughs> I think it's 45, 45 minutes, minutes of free fall. <laughs> That's a long fucking time to be falling. <laughs> I would die, dude. Wait, how high do they put you? <laughs> I think it's like two minutes, maybe. Oh, damn. Okay, we'll have to do it, or what, five? like 45 times? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hell no. I would rather die. <laughs>